Well, I'm going to speak to you on the subject of dealing with the doors of the kingdom. Dealing with the doors of the kingdom. And I'm going to be reading from John chapter 10, verse 9. Uh, just while you're, you're finding that, if you've got your Bibles with you, just to, we've been sharing some good family news uh, throughout the services today. And Christian Lythe, who's one of our ministers, our evangelist, and his wife Toyin, uh, had their third child on Saturday morning. A baby boy was born to them. So we're sharing that, that move. Everything went well, and we're, we're excited uh, about that. John chapter 10 And verse 9, Jesus speaking. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. On Sunday evenings, we try to seek the Lord for something with a little bit of a prophetic edge that we can bring, a sort of now word or a word that we can minister into people's lives and perhaps during the ministry time we can sort of seal some of what God may be doing through his word. And as I was seeking the Lord for this Sunday, I felt this strong impression about the doors of the kingdom. I'd not really thought about that before. A number of weeks ago, I brought a message to the Sunday evening on the keys of the kingdom. And I suppose the two are, are related But here we have Jesus. In verse 7 he says, I'm the door of the sheep. And so we have this picture of Jesus. In John's Gospel you have seven I am sayings. That the whole of John's Gospel sort of fits around. You know, I'm the bread of life. uh, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the resurrection. uh, These type of I am sayings that give manifestations of who Jesus is in his character. And here, one of the seven manifestations is, I am the door. Now, the picture here that Jesus is speaking about is a shepherd's door. And what the shepherds would do is when they took their sheep up onto the pastures, at night time, they would pen them in. They they would uh, pen them in and drive them into a pen, a little bit like I'm showing you now. You say, well, they drive them in there, but where's the door? Well, the door would be the shepherd. He would stay at the wide section of the V, and that's where he would camp. And that would mean that the uh, sheep were all guarded and safe, enclosed, and that no wild animals could enter except through the shepherd. So it was a protective type of door. But also Jesus is saying, I am the door if anyone enters Through me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So the sheep would be, uh, they would would go into this enclosure and they would be kept there. And then when it was time in the morning to go into the pasture, then they would go through that door that the shepherd had become. A door of protection, a door that enclosed, but also a door that then allowed them to go in and out safely to find pasture. Now, Jesus is speaking to people. He's the good shepherd or the good pastor. The word shepherd in the New Testament is exactly the same word as the word pastor. And so he is speaking to people and he's saying that he is a door through which we can go in order to receive the benefits of the kingdom. 
not just salvation from sin, but all the good things of God's covenant that Jesus died to give us. When we look at this word door uh, in John chapter 10, sometimes in some translations it's translated gate, gate or door. Now the actual Greek word that's being used here is thura, thura. And this can be translated not only as a door, but also as an opportunity. So this word door that Jesus is using can mean a literal door or gate, but it can also mean an opportunity, you know, doors of opportunity, we, we, might, we might say. And this word at its root means to rush in, or that through which a rush is made, a rushing, or, through, or that through which a rush is made. So there's an element of breakthrough here that when God opens a door, you can rush through, through that door and have access to a new place. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Paul often spoke about kingdom doors, doors of ministry. So, for example, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 16. And verse 9, speaking about a door, well, verse 8 we can go from, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 8, he says this, But I will remain in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door for effective service has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. So here, Paul recognises that a door of the kingdom for his ministry has been opened and he's, he, he wants to see the Corinthians, but he's going to stay at Ephesus because the door or the season or the door of the kingdom in Ephesus is not just open, but he says it's a wide door of opportunity for effective ministry. So Paul recognised that in ministry and in spiritual terms and in the calling of God, there can be doors that are open to you and they can be very effective kingdom doors. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, because this is a theme with Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. Again, speaking about opportunities for the gospel, he says, Now, when I came to Troas for the gospel of Christ, and when a door was opened for me in the Lord, I had no rest for my spirit, not finding Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went to, on to Macedonia. So look at this. Here's another door. Paul is speaking about doors of spiritual ministry and doors of the kingdom that appear. I, I came to Troas for the gospel of Christ and a door was opened for me in the Lord. God opened a door for him. Again in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 3. Well, starting from verse 2, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well that God will open up to us 
a door for the word so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I have also been imprisoned. Now this is a theme. Paul, in his ministry and in his walk with the Lord, he's aware of kingdom door possibilities. He can discern a door that God has put in front of him for ministry opportunity that is open. He can even talk about a wide door of ministry. He can speak to people and and ask them that they would pray that the Lord would open up a door for the word so that we may speak forth um, the mystery of Christ. So I just want to show you those two verse, those, those few verses that Paul was looking for, praying for, and ready to discern an open door of kingdom ministry and possibility. But also, as well as open doors of the kingdom, sometimes the kingdom can bring about closed doors. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. They passed through Phrygian and Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Isn't that amazing? God forbade forbade them to preach the gospel in an area. Sometimes we sort of think that that, that discriminately we we, we just go out and do whatever we want to do and see what happens. But God opened doors for Paul and at the same time the Holy Spirit in this particular situation stopped a door for the ministry. I'm going to do these scriptures and then I'm going to minister prophetically. We find also in Revelation the, these pictures of kingdom doors. In Revelation chapter 3. And verse 7 it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut... And who shuts and no one opens says this. And we can still, while we're in chapter 3 there, go to Revelations 3 verse 20. Where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and will dine with him uh, and with him and he with me. And so when we're talking about kingdom doors, what are we speaking about? We're speaking about... God has doors for our lives. They are doors that appear at the right time and the right place. They're they're not just opportunities that we create, we're looking for them, but God will give us the right door at the right time. And if we discern that kingdom door and how wide it might be, then we can enter into that door or that experience or that opportunity and we will reap much kingdom fruit. Has anybody ever watched the film or read the book on uh, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, C.S. Lewis and Narnia? And you know that they access a whole new world through a wardrobe, don't they? Now, when I was a child, uh, I I, I can't remember, there must have been so many times when I used to go into the cupboard 
Um, my mother had some fur coats at that time in the 70s, 70s in that cupboard. So it, it feel, and the amount of times, just in case, just in case something would happen, I would open those doors, I would then shut myself in, and then I would go through the fur coats expecting at any moment to come out where that lamppost was in, in the snow. C.S. Lewis was talking about a door into a different realm, a door into a, a, into a different kingdom. And so when Paul is speaking about kingdom doors, he's speaking about being in one scenario, a situation, but then going through a different door into a very different place in ministry, a very different place in opportunity. I mean, after all, isn't that what doors are for? To go from one room to another, to go from outside a building into a building. And I spoke a little bit about this, what I'm about to say now, when we spoke about the keys of the kingdom, that the keys of the kingdom give you access. We've all probably got keys with us, and those keys give you access to a car or access to a room, or, or you may have an electronic key so that when you go to work, you just use that electronic key and it gives you Access. Those are what the keys of the kingdom do. They help you unlock uh, the kingdom uh, desires of God. But doors, doors take you from one environment into another environment. And so when we're speaking about these doors and we think about the kingdom, Jesus often speaks about entering the kingdom, doesn't he? He talks about in Mark 10, 15, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So receiving the kingdom of God like a child is a door entrance into some aspect of kingdom manifestation and experience. When uh, Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said to Nicodemus, unless you're born of water, and the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus warned the rich people and he said, how difficult is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? It's like threading a, a camel through the eye of the needle. And what Jesus was referring to was um, the needle gate in uh, uh, Jerusalem. And this gate was, was show, so low that if somebody was bringing a camel laden with material wealth, in order to get through that gate, they would have to unladen the camel of all its load and then bow the camel down to get through. What Jesus was saying, it's difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God because their wealth and the love of this world uh, keeps them from entering. So there are doors to kingdom manifestation and there are doors to kingdom opportunity. There are doors that God wants to bring into our lives, portals, if you like, that take us from one experience and one environment into another. Think about opportunities in your life that have come your way. God-given opportunities. They came your way, but you still had to walk through them, didn't you? I remember back in 1990, when I just finished my theology degree at Durham, 
And I was wondering what, what I should do, and I somehow wanted to serve the Lord, but I didn't really know how I was going to do it. And so I uh, applied to the Bible Institute here, and uh, the Bible Institute will be taking uh, its next intake in September, and some of you should consider that that might be a door of opportunity for you. And I had a door of opportunity, and that door opened for me. And I walked through it, and because God had given me at that time the right door, because I was knocking on all kinds of doors... I mean, I was applying for teacher training. I was going to take a year's break and, and apply to do, um, to do law. I didn't know what door I was going to take. I didn't know what door was the Lord's. So, like you do, you, 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 you're reasonable, you do what you can, and, and you knock on different doors, hoping that God is going to give you the right door. But then when God gives you the right door, and you go through it, then everything in your life begins to change. Doors of opportunity. Where God has met you and brought you, whether you're a young Christian or an old Christian, there will be key times in your life when God has given you a kingdom door, you have recognized it, and you have walked through it, and because you have walked through that kingdom door, then kingdom manifestation and blessings and purposes are suddenly released into your life. You enter the kingdom of God the first time when you receive forgiveness of sins. And you recognize that Jesus died for you on the cross. And you believe that he rose again. And you become what Jesus said to Nicodemus, born again. You have entered into the kingdom of God. But there are many opportunities and many times in our lives when God will want you to enter into the kingdom of God all over again. Not to be forgiven from your sins all over again, but God will want you to enter into perhaps a new level of the manifestation of the kingdom of God. Or he'll want you to enter into a new level of discipleship for his purposes. Or he'll want you to enter into a new environment. It could be a new job. It could be a new ministry. It could be a new city. I mean, as many doors as God wants, there can be. But let me tell you something. The door that God will bring into your life will be the exact door for you. It's a personal door. It's got your name written on it. And not only will it be the right door, but it will come at the right time. I believe that there's some people that are hearing this message today, and, and some of you are concerned because y you can't see any doors. You, 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 don't, you don't know where that door is. You're saying, well, isn't that wonderful? Paul got a door. I need a door. I feel like I'm banging my head against a few doors. I feel like every opportunity is a locked door for me. And I feel frustrated about that. Well, I want to encourage you in the Holy Spirit today to say that just keep trusting the Lord. Just keep doing what you can in, in following the Lord. Keep trusting. Keep praying. Keep believing, keep desiring, and then at the right time, timing is everything, my friends. 
In the Bible, there are two types of time. Many of you know this. There's chronos. We talk about chronology. And it's the passing of time, second by second, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. It's just the passing of time. But also the Bible speaks about kairos time. That's the Greek word. And that kairos time is a season. So at the right time, God sent a door for his son to come into this world and to be incarnate in the virgin's womb. At the right time, that portal, that door for the word of God to step down from heaven and to become flesh took, took, took place. Sometimes we, we're in danger of, of banging on doors that are not ready to be open yet. Sometimes God tells us in advance about a door. He might tell us or, or give us through prophetic activity or, or through our own prayer life or the desires he's placed within us. We can say God's spoken to me prophetically and it's tried and tested that, that this type of thing will happen or I'll be involved in this work or I'll, I'll travel to this nation. God's put this people on my heart or, or God has called me into to this career in the marketplace. And we can, we can have the, this, this sort of like sign that one day a door is going to open and then what, 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 what the dangers is is that, uh, is, is that it's not the season. And so we're banging on a door and God says that door's not open for you at the moment. There's other things. Or we try to make a door of opportunity. Now I'm not saying again that if you don't know what to do, you don't knock on different doors because if God hasn't shown you what your next step is, then uh, you just use wisdom and trust him that he's going to order your path as you're faithful to him and that door will appear at the, at the right time. But sometimes we know what God has called us to do, but we can get into trouble by trying to step through a door that's not there for us. Maybe we'll try and create a human door of opportunity when God hasn't given us that human door of opportunity. Let me give the example of Abraham. Abraham was told by God that him and Sarah would have a miracle child. And at the right time, the door of opportunity, and at the right moment, the time for Isaac to be conceived and born would come. But that was many years later after God told him. And so Abraham and Sarah, they couldn't wait for God's door, so they created their own door. What, what God had spoken to them was true, but instead of seeking the Lord and waiting on the Lord for the timing and the door at the right time for God to bring a wide door, like Paul said, through which they would have to walk in order to get his blessing, they created their own door. And the door was Hagar. And she was the door through which they received Ishmael. They had been told by God the right thing, but instead of trusting the Lord and believing the Lord, they instead rushed God. It was the wrong Kairos moment for them, but they, they made a door, uh, their door anyway. But there's also, this, this, is, this is why we have to rely on the Holy Spirit and prayer. Because sometimes God says to us, knock and keep knocking. And so there are times when God will, will show us something 
And uh, we don't just wait for the door to open. We know that we need to press in for victory. We need to intercede. We need to pray. God has put something on our heart and he's going to birth something in our lives through prayer. Sometimes God will tell you about a door of opportunity. It could be a door of opportunity in the gospel. I mean, Paul's major doors that he spoke about was gospel opportunities. God was saying to Paul, right where you are in Ephesus, I'm going to be moving in saving power. And Paul said, it's a door of opportunity. He didn't go to Corinthians. Why? Because the door, the moment of God moving in salvation was for Paul in Ephesus. That was the season of fruitfulness and that was the place of fruitfulness. Imagine if Paul had said, well, I want to go to Corinthians, and had gone to Corinthians when the door of fruitfulness through which he could go was in Ephesus. Imagine in Acts, if, uh, if, if they had gone to that place that the Holy Spirit had, had, had closed the door and forbidden them to go. Imagine if they'd gone anyway. How fruitful would they have been? Doors of the kingdom lead to fruitfulness. That's what they do. Kingdom doors will bring you into an environment of fruitfulness according to the door that God gives you. So there may be a moment, promotion comes from the Lord. Don't promote yourselves, you'll get yourselves in, in trouble. Be diligent where you are, trust the Lord, and at the right time, if promotion comes from him, you don't have to worry about your bosses giving it to you or not. If promotion comes for the Lord, be diligent, and then the door will open at the right time. Time. It doesn't mean you can't look around and, and pray and believe, but God will give you the door for promotion, and when it comes, you'll be ready for it, and when you'll enter into it, it will be fruitful. Uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who was the mentor of R.T. Kendall, uh, used to say that, um, that, that the worst thing that can happen to a person is for them to be, is for them to be promoted before they're ready. The worst thing that can happen to a person is for them to be promoted before they're ready. God knows the doors that he has for you and he's got them in sequence. So what does this mean for us today? Well, it means whatever God is, God is speaking to us in, in your life. Maybe some of you, you found that you've just moved through a door that God has given you a door and you find yourself in a place of fruitfulness, a place of kingdom manifestation. God has brought you through the right kingdom door at the right time. Others of you may be in situations where you're saying, I really need a door because the environment I'm in is stale. It's like where I am, God was but where is God now where I am? Maybe it's time for you to move on into a new experience or a new dimension of the Holy Spirit. How are you going to do that? It's going to come by a door. You're going to have to seek the Lord for a door to a higher level of ministry, to a higher level of experience, to a higher level of the knowledge of the Lord and seek him and look and discern until God brings that door that opportunity and then when that opportunity comes you need to take it and God will bring you through.
There are dimensions of the kingdom that God wants us to enter into. And God will be speaking to our lives and our personalities of the things that we need to do in order to go through the door of the next stage that God wants us with the Lord. So for the rich man in that passage that Jesus said, for that rich man to enter into the kingdom of God or into the manifestation and experience of God for him, he had to get off his high horse. He had to humble himself. He had to, in in a sense, put those possessions that were so dear to him on the back burner. Jesus said to the rich man, didn't he, who said, said, what must I do to enter into eternal life, the kingdom of God? He said, sell everything and follow me. And the rich man was grieved because uh, he was very rich. But what what Jesus was doing was saying, here's the door specifically for you. For you to enter into your next uh, dimension of discipleship with me, rich man, then you personally need to sell your goods and come and follow me. It doesn't mean that all of us have to sell our goods and follow me, but that was the door of opportunity that he gave to them. Every disciple he called in the New Testament was a door of opportunity. Peter, come and follow me. Matthew, Levi, come and follow me. He didn't force them. He gave them an opportunity to follow follow them. 